0: The Apple Elevator Service is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, family-owned and operated elevator maintenance and repair company. We'll provide you with the best service possible with a one-hour response time for any trouble calls you may have. We also perform all Category 1 and 5 tests that are required in New York and clear any existing violations so your elevators are safe and up to code. Call 212-279-0700. 212-279-0700. When the cameras aren't rolling and the spotlight is off, what are your favorite celebs really like? This is Buck the System, the podcast that peeks behind the curtain, under the covers, and brings you along as host Buck Gritano exposes real reality. We started with the captains of the smash hit TV show, Wicked Tuna. How cool is that? And every time we buck the system, we have an awesome time doing it. So now, let's have some fun. You ready? Ready? Buckle up and let's go.
1: Hey everybody, Buck Rattano back again, Buck the System. I am so lucky to get the opportunity to uh, interview Wicked Tuna. I mean, the captains, everybody's coming on and having such a good time. We're on Facebook Live now. I'm sorry that I started. We'll start at 3 o'clock. For anybody at home, I apologize. My computer all of a sudden tried to you know, update itself right at the moment. But welcome to the show. We have... Tim Otts Senior, and we got Dan the Man, Hot Tuna, coming off last night's episode, which was pretty cool, Season 9, Episode 12, what was it, um, Pineapple Mafia last night, right? Pineapple Mafia, yep. What's going on? How are you guys doing, man? How are you guys keeping up with this quarantine life going on? I'm going crazy here.
2: Well, we've been pretty fortunate, uh, Buck, we were down, yeah, we're down in Key West here, so um, it really hasn't really affected the Keys all that much, they had... Um, a couple of cases, a few deaths, but uh, with the heat down here and the humidity, the, you know, kind of kills the disease. So what a virus, I should say. Um, so, you know, we've been lucky enough that we can get out a little bit. You know, everything's been closed. You know, the restaurants are all closed. You know, all the big bars down here that are normally jumping with people are closed. No cruise ships, you know, not letting them back for a while yet. Uh but otherwise, it's been okay for us. We've been holding up pretty well, you know. I mean, listen, I'd be lying if I could say you know like, I'm not having a good time down at Key West, you know. So, oh, you guys, yeah, we're, lucky. Yeah, we doing, okay. yeah, we are lucky. We're very lucky. All right, just so give me one. Give me one. Man's lucky. I, you know, it took me a lot of years to get down here, you know. My father didn't uh, take me to the keys, like mm-hmm. my grandson who was fortunate enough to get to the keys uh, at an early age.
1: Well, who can, who can you take care of? I see the love. We've seen little man, Dan the man on the boat now. Uh, it's great to see you' a part of, uh, th- th- it's actually a family thing for you guys, man. This is something, I can see Dan the Man loves it. He reminds me of, let's start off, TJ is your son, Captain of the Hot Tuna. So everybody out there who's on planet Mars that don't know this guy's gotta be out of their minds. But thousands and thousands of people follow you guys on YouTube. I mean, Facebook. It's, it's a big following. This show is something where... A lot of people watch, and and for to be, 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 be totally honest with you, you guys catch the fish, and it's pretty much the same thing over and over. But you guys turned it into nine seasons of nonstop action. It's I, I just love it. I can't get enough. I root for your boat, and anytime you guys hook up, I watch it at home normally like everybody else. I'm a fan of Hot Tuna cause, because because oh. you guys, man, come on, you know, you guys are broad channel. I'm Rockaway. Who am I rooting for?
2: well we appreciate that i mean uh you know it's been a great run for us um it was kind of strange in the beginning because when they did come to us uh the first time and uh we were catching a lot of fish me and tj at the time and, and jared had just started working for us and uh we said no you know we said uh nah we didn't have an interest it was just you know something that they had just started and then uh then they actually reached out to us again because there was a bunch of boats on online trying to get on, and they're like, well, you know, well, why these guys say no? You know, I mean, what's going on? You know? So they actually flew a guy down here to Key West to interview us at Key West uh, at a place called the Tiki Bar, over at the Galleon, and uh, we sat there and we and we talked to the guy for a while, and then TJ said that hey, Dad, you know, I'd like to try it, and uh, that's it. The history, you know, it's uh, it's we're, we're this, you know, we're on seven years now. The first two years we weren't on, but and then. Uh, We've been yeah you know, we've been going hot and heavy for seven years and then they kind of talked to TJ about North versus South and you know that was their their spinoff and you know he knew a lot of people down there so you know he gave a bunch of names to call and numbers and uh, they started that and then we, we got on that and it's, you know it's been it's been it's been great ever since you know we're having a great time you know I mean uh, who wouldn't be having a great time to you know to go fishing everything you know the Ott family loves Dan loves and. Uh, you know, and get paid for it, you know, it's, you know, it's great, you know, if you told me 30 years ago they wanted to put a camera in front of me and watch us catch bluefin, I would say, you're out of your mind, you know, but there it is, 172 countries later.
1: It's, a, it's an amazing show, it's an amazing following, you guys been since, what, season, I think it's three, right? You guys been going? Yeah, started in season three, yep, yep, yeah, Okay,
2: we, uh, that was our first year.
1: Now, now you guys, uh, we watched, and you haven't hit the top of the leaderboard just yet. You haven't won everything. I know season nine is like you guys after this uh, pineapple mafia's episode twelve. You guys were at top, and you could when you guys bring anytime you bring this kid, this wonderful Dan the man on board. You guys come away with something special, man. What is it? No, what is it about the Odd Family? Where does it start from? What is, so, is it, Dan? I
3: don't know. It's just skill and luck.
2: Skill and luck, I guess. It's skill and luck, I guess.
3: I don't think uh, it's skill. a lot of
2: years of doing it, and uh, you know, certain spots. You know, it, you you'd be amazed about bluefin fishing, where you know you're in the middle of an ocean which is vast, and you're anchored in one area where the fish are biting, and a guy, you know, a hundred yards from him, you can't even mark a fish or get a bite. It's just you know, you'd say to yourself, how can this happen in the middle of an ocean that's so vast? But it does. It's just fish feed in certain areas, and you know, it's just. You know, that's a hot. You know, for years and years ago, man, they'd call it a hot ball. You know, when you're and you're you're on your ball and, and you went off, other boats would just come running in and jump on your ball and then they go off. Another boat, you know, it was just the fish was on that or that particular numbers and you know that's where they were feeding. It's just, it's just, you know, it's it's tuna fishing. It's 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 wild, you know. So
1: yeah, it's un- it's unpredictable. Like signing on to a, a computer and have to reboot it an hour later to finally have <laughs> you guys on. You know what I mean? Uh, it's I can't un- help
2: you with that one, man. I'm not too computer savvy, boy. I'll tell you. you know, I, I, I go to the kids for
1: that help. I'm kind of learning on the fly, to be honest with you. So everything here is pretty much... I used to do a podcast where it was just talking, no, no, no faces or nothing. So this is totally new to me, getting on with people, talking into a little pinhole on the computer, and it's you guys. So usually oh, I'm man. on the phone. It's different. I'm on all the... Me and you remember 8-tracks. This guy, he don't know what an 8-track player is or something like that. But anyway. Well,
2: somebody put up. To, oh, excuse me. I didn't want to step on Somebody put up today a cassette tape with a, with a pencil with it. And they said, if you know what these things, how they go together, then you must be, you know,
1: you're getting You're, you're
2: old. It pages to the coronavirus. It's, you know, you used to use the pencil to rewind them, remember?
1: Absolutely. I remember putting the tape like when you want to record over something that was that you had a little hole, you put a tape over it and you record your music over it. So you guys yeah. are all, you don't have to press one button and you own it for 99 cents. Now with the arts, know well, let's talk fishing and, and the arts, where does it come from? The fishermen, the blood in, in the veins of fishing.
2: Well, I grew up in a small town in, in Queens, you know, uh, you know, right next to Rockaway. So it's actually a small Island called board channel. So, um, you know, it was very avid fishermen there, you know, I mean, we'd all be, you know, blue fishing, striped bass, weak fish, flu, whatever, you know, um, everywhere, anywhere in the bay, outside Rockaway Point, you know, fishing in the ocean, the tin can grounds, and uh, geez, the Varanzano Bridge, all that stuff, you know, I, I striped bass fish for a living for about seven, eight years uh, full-time with a, with a guy, Bob Mayer, who was a great fisherman, good, a good friend, phenomenal, taught me a ton, a ton of stuff about fishing, and, you know... Uh, Perseverance, you know, sticking it out hard, you know, staying in, you know, and, you know, sometimes they ain't biting and all of a sudden fish turn on. It's just they bite at certain times. It could be a certain phase of the tide. It could be a certain phase of the moon. You know, just, just you know, it's it's fishing. So uh, so we started with, you know, with that and got you know, really good with the striper fishing. And then the, the government got involved and closed a lot of the striped bass fishing down where you couldn't make a living anymore. So um, that's when I decided to try and chase some blue fins around. I got a twenty three foot sea craft at the time and started fishing let's say the the mud hole monster ledge and stuff like that, catching some fish there and then, then this place about eighty miles out it's called the Bacardi, the Triple Rex area, which was red hot for a couple of years where if you got there you're almost guaranteed to get fish, you know, just you know, it depended on weather. And then when that's sort kinda of slowed down, it was in Montauk for a while and then when Montauk dried up, it was uh, on our way up to Gloucester, you know. My first stop actually was uh, was Green Harbor, fished there with a couple of friends of mine and uh, my brother-in-law Chris, and we caught we caught a 900 pounder that day, the first day out. Wow. So that was that was good, big 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 fish, got good money for him. And uh, I heard about Gloucester, so I left Green Harbor and went to Gloucester, and then uh, we never left Gloucester for the last 25 years, you know. You mentioned so been-
1: you mentioned somebody as your role model, you know, kind of leading you into fishing. The same I see you doing for your grandson now, and his uncles are doing the same thing. He has a passion. You had the passion, so it's relating on TV right now, and it's 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 excellent TV, especially for a family like you guys who are easy to root for. Except when you guys catch a fish and you guys go over there, over there, over there. It's like you're part of my family now, man, because that's how we talk to each other, you know. So that yeah. that's that's awesome. That's really
2: awesome. Well, you know, we still get excited about it. I mean, it, it's I mean, if you really. If you don't get excited about it, you, you lost your passion, you know I mean it's um you know we're chasing these- majestic, you know majestic creatures i mean they're they're, they're amazing I mean they' they're huge, and every one of them is different. They fight you know fight fight hard, some don't you know to me, to me, I always compare them to a human some you know some humans can run hundred miles and some humans can't run a block, you know so it's just you know it's wild you don't don't know what to expect, you know. So, uh, you know, the biggest one we ever caught was a 1,200-pound-plus £1, one that I'd that I seen. I was, I would, you know, we were chumming in Chatham, and, and it was, he was swimming right next to the boat, you know. Like, you know, I hand-fed him, and I, it was just – I was shaking. Man. I was just – I couldn't even get the hook in the bait. I was shaking so bad. And <laughs> I got it, and I threw it in the water, and he just came up and ate it. And, I, and, and TJ was in the cabin at the time um, you know, saying we're barking, and I'm like, I'm like, Ron, and I, I'm like, he's huge. He's like, well, how do you know? I said, i just seen him. He was just next to the boat, you know. So and you know we got him. You know it was about an hour and a half fight. I mean, ton of heat on him and just it was just he was huge. He just fit in the tuna door. I mean, we 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 ripped all the fins off him trying to get in the tuna door. That's how big he was.
1: That's absolutely amazing, man. It's amazing because you guys a couple seasons ago had a 122 inch fish that was 800 pounds. So I know you guys can handle. I saw a documentary a couple weeks ago. And because I've been really trying to get into bluefin tuna. And you guys probably, I know a speck of what you guys knowledge. I, I'm not a fisherman. I love fishing. Don't get me wrong. But I'm, I can't consider myself a fisherman. But you guys do it and go on the boat. And you have your skills. I can definitely see the skills. Absolutely have the skills, the communication and stuff like that. Uh, it goes back to the, I'm sorry, I, w- I went off a little key right there. But the documentary that I saw, you were able to hand pet some of these tunas. Where where have they all gone? Like, I, well, I
2: got, in all honesty, I mean, the last few years they're back and they're back heavy. They're catching
1: them right now off Rockaway Beach. I don't know if you know that. No, I had no clue of that. Right off the beach.
2: They're catching them right on Rockaway Reef in 50 feet of water. Wow. A couple of friends of mine, one friend of mine, Steve Fernandez, had one yesterday. Uh, a couple of days before, a couple of guys from um, Bay Park Fishing Station had fish. It's uh, They're right out there. They're eating the bunkers, eating some squid and stuff. And you know, guys are pursuing them, you know, from Rockaway all, wow. all day. So, I mean, it's it's wild i mean so i mean they're catching them off jersey i mean last year they had them anywhere from nova scotia to uh, to to jersey i mean it was just you know there's a lot lot of fish around i mean i'm not gonna lie that years ago you know it was bleak and if you got a bite a week maybe one bite if you got two bites in a week i mean you were you were you were doing something right and uh now it seems you know you can almost get a bite pretty much every time you go out or or you know mark them real good where you should have got a bite so uh, the fishery is definitely on an upward swing i mean it's, it looks good it's, it's it's getting stronger every year i think you know what um, you know you know they put the limits on uh, is working and uh i mean i, I which i love because it's his future i mean this guy is going to take over the wheel someday on a hot tuna and i you know it's just hoping that there would be fish there for him to you know pursue one day and uh and keep this odd legacy going, keep the hot tuna, uh, you know, in the front you know, front lines.
1: I see that the regulations are what, one a day. I think it was one a day. Is that the same in New York? Same size and yeah, that's, everything?
2: That's federal. That's up, federal. Up okay. on the whole coast.
1: Okay, I was just wondering about that. I know that, that the 73-inch and what we used to see back in, you to probably 30 years ago when you used to go up to Massachusetts, Gloucester. They were huge and, and they honestly there was no market for them back then. And they were just dumping them in. It was just a, a pure waste of such a beautiful fish. And I like what the show does. It it, it sends the real fishermen out there. You get to watch them. To, and they get to compete. That's the best part. You got to throw a competition in there. Without no competition, this show is just catching fish, which is kind of cool. I could still do it too, but the competition. Is it real on TV, the competition? You guys are uh, really out to win, right? Oh,
2: of course, yeah. I mean... It's you know well even before TV man when you're in a fleet of you know forty boats and guys are hooking up around you you'd be a liar to say if you don't don't wish the guy loses that fish I mean it's you know it's just people maybe it's your friend or whatever but the other guy you know like man I hope he pulls the hook you know you know it's very very competitive you know because you know it's it's a high you know it's a high dollar fish you know you got every chance of catching a twenty thousand dollar fish you know I mean this year alone you know we know I mean you know people do complain about the prices on the show and all this but you know we we caught a beautiful fish this year which we got $38 a pound for 38.50 a pound for so he was a 400 pound dress fish and we got $16,000 from him. so I mean you know I mean it, that's that's the second best fish I've ever caught I've, I've caught one that was $44 a pound a long time ago but uh I mean you, you know you got that chance and that's why people go I mean you know they blame the show for a lot of you know a lot of things about guys coming out there now and these guys but I mean well before the show I'd go out fish you know the northwest corner and there'd be 75 boats fishing there well before the show so the show hasn't made all these tuna wishes and you know it's always been a dream of somebody to go out catch a big tuna and get big bucks for it and you know it's been like that from the beginning from when I fished it and it's continued to be like that, so it's not. You can't blame Wicked tuna for that. That's just people want to catch a big fish and trying to get big money.
1: Is it the, is it the catch of the fish or the price of the fish? Or is it was combined the both because I know that this is one of the amazing fish to actually catch on a reel and rod, right? Is it that addiction that keep people coming back, or the money that you keep on coming back for? It's
2: obviously both, you know. I mean, okay. I, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, the catch one, yeah, is amazing because they're just you know, I mean. The rod bends. They screen I mean, you got a hundred different ways you can lose one. Pull hooks, break line, you know, break rods, break. You know, you know, it's just, you know, I've heard, you know, so it's still, it's that. And when it's landed and tied off on the cleat, now it becomes the business part of it, where you know, how much i gonna get for this thing? You know, am I gonna get five dollars? Am I gonna get twenty five dollars? You know, so it's, you know, you know, we've been doing it long enough, myself, TJ, that you know, we can grade the fish pretty well ourselves you know cut it you know do a tail cut on it and you know and say man this you know you get you know you look at the fish it's about shape so if they have a flat belly which is what we call races you know that they're like yeah you know he looks like he's kind of racy so he's not gonna have much fat and you know but if they have a nice round shape like a football let's say you i mean that's what we call you know that's you know that fish is going to be holding some fat it's going to be holding you know so if he's got the good color fat and oil you know you know, your chances of getting good money, which is that fish we caught this year, which as soon as you put them on the deck, man, I'm like, wow, this thing looks good, man. And once we cut them, we're like, wow. So he was the high, you know, he was the high on the market that day. He, he did the best in Tokyo, which is, you know, a lot to be said for all the amount of fish to go to Tokyo that we had the number one selling fish in Tokyo that day, so. It was, a, it was a great feeling, you know?
1: Millions and millions of dollars that, that trade does over in Tokyo. So that is millions and millions. I million, won't even know how much they move in a day over there. Um, yeah, This hard to believe. This I, season, I was never there. TJ was
2: there. I, I, I never got to see it, but TJ said it was incredible, you know?
1: I can imagine. I can Especially for a fisherman to see something like that. This season has been different than any other season. There was a shutdown in the market. Uh, did that ever happen to you guys in the history going back?
2: Well, yes, it had in, in, in prior, like I said to the show, um, when we were fishing back in, the, in, I guess it was the 2000s or the, maybe the late 90s, we would get monthly quotas, you know, because the fishing was pretty good. So we would get a, a quota for, let's say, July. And then when that was full, you you'd have to wait till August to go back out fishing again. And then you get your August quota and then, you know, so on and so on. And so, you know, yeah, we definitely were common to shutting down as per the government. You know, the, the feds would do that this year. The buyers chose to do it because the buyers said, "Listen, you know, we're, we're filling this, you know, quota with a lot of fish that are not really good quality. There's a lot of fish coming in, you know, because you know the guys are catching them. You know, it was a good bite. Um, he says we're just going to do, we're going to do our own personal shutdown. Well, we're not going to buy your fish if you bring them in. We're not buying them. So it was, it was a choice that the buyers made and the fishermen, you know, listened to, which you know, makes common sense. I mean, come on, you know, what are you going to do with a fish if you can't give it a, a tuna buyer?" So they you know, they closed it down for you know, a certain amount of days and then reopened it and it kind of helped a little bit it was, it was able to get the the glutter fish that were in Japan you know off the market and the domestic fish that were in the United States that do sell also you know used up and try and try and get some you know, fresh meat on the market and so so we abided you know, we, we and, and, and listened to them and it seemed to work out good.
1: Yeah, because that was the first time I ever watched a show where there was a shutdown in the middle of, an, ep- you know, in the season. Like, season 8 yeah. and season 9. But it was good to show people what a shutdown was like. And not for you guys who are fishing it. Was, that, that's not good for you guys. But the guys at home watching in. we got plenty of people on Facebook saying hello. Uh, Jeanette saying hello. Hi, Buck. Uh, she's listen, She's like a hot Wicked Tuna fanatic. I got to get her on the show to help me with each season. We got Jeff saying hot tuna is number one. Bobby Cookie is saying over oh, yeah. here, oh, Mr. T, big T. So <laughs> I, I tell you right now, I mean.
2: my nemesis,
1: that Bob Cook. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about Bob. Cook, And I love that TJ name of Cookie. And I, and I like it gives it a little flavor. Cookie is a good guy, man. I do like Cookie, man. He's an
2: awesome guy. Awesome guy. I only met him last year, um, you know, uh, new to the show. And I knew the boat, you know, but I really never had, you know, a personal relationship with him. And, you know, uh, the, the Hot Tuna crew and his crew hit it off real well and, uh Bob's a great guy. His crew's a great guy. Manny, John, they're know, It's a good relationship. I think, I think it's going to last for a long time with us.
1: I got some other guy, a Captain. Uh, he wants to know uh, exactly find it because it pops up here on Facebook. It's hard to read sometimes. Uh, ask Big T. Who bought his first tuna in Green Harbor? Oh, uh, that was Paul.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yes, Paul.
1: Paul worked, uh, as he
2: called him, Mr. Miyagi. And uh, we had two American buyers come uh, and and look at the fish. It was a big fish. It was, like I said, it was 900-plus. And uh, I think the one guy was Andy Baylor, and he offered us, like, six bucks. And then there was another guy who offered us uh, eight bucks. And we're like, what? You know, really? Come on, man. And then Paul come down, and uh, it's the first time I met Paul at the time. And he, he had the, uh, the Japanese guy that he was working for, actually, uh, he was, um, you know, talking, you know, I don't know how to, he communicated with the guy, but he did. And uh, he yeah. come down, looked at the fish, went back up and then come back to the boat and said, uh, what do you guys think about 14 bucks a pound? So we went in the cabin, like, you know, like, oh, we're, we're going to go in the cabin and talk about it. we're like,
0: holy <laughs> Jesus great 14 <14." laughs>
2: So um, it wound up being, uh, I think it was an $11,000 fish at the Ooh. time. So uh, Yeah, and it was Paul. Yeah, Paul's the one who negotiated it for us, so. That was my first meeting with Paul and have plenty more since then.
1: And, and Paul will be on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, the same thing, Facebook Live. So hopefully I can get a word in that, That's you know, live stream. Because it's hard to get a word in with, with Paul. But great guy, great You actually invited me up. He's like, come up and fish. And I'm like, I don't know, fish, take your son. I'll take him out fishing. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, he's yeah, a good guy, man. It's a good guy. And I yeah,
2: He's good. His brother's really good. Bruce, I, I fished with Bruce, you know, hand in hand for years and chat him and stuff. And who's a great guy you know his dad was a good you no know, i mean knew his dad his dad was a great guy he just passed which is unfortunate you know so uh yeah i, I know him a long time like i said since i i've got up to uh, to massachusetts to fish you know they, they were the first one of the first people i met
1: it's funny because on the show his, i mean, we all saw his father passing he was in hospice and you know got my mom's gone four years yes was it sunday i don't even know what day it is anymore but four years and said i know how the feeling of that is he said that he would remember his father going back so a long time he brought you up. big tim knows my dad and he's fished these same areas with him so i mean he's
2: he's telling the truth there that was all you know cape cod bay southwest corner you know all all stalwart all of Stellwagen bank and and other areas yeah that's that's the truth you know it's he was, he was you know, fishing dad, with Dad. His, he had, you know, his boat, and then Bruce had the Liberty Rose, and cool, Paul was, you know, bouncing around boat to boat. His father would put him on a skiff, and you know, you that was their backyard, you know, back then. You know, we was, we were strangers coming into the town, but, but they treated us good, you know, and, uh, but you know, they, they, they had it, you know, they, they, they had it all back then, you know. I mean, they could go out and catch him somewhere, whether it would be in the bay or on a bank or somewhere, you
3: know.
1: It's like you got. I'm sorry. It's like you guys in uh, Jamaica Bay finding the striped bass. You guys yeah, knew where everything yeah, thanks, was, man. The same. I hear you, man. I hear you. Now, this this um, OG reunion type, click together and stay tight. Is that something you guys wanted to do? Like, I mean, because you know the new Jacks came in. Uh, I'll put it this way. Well, let's skip that question. We'll come back to that one. Yeah, out of right. all the guys at any of the captains that have been on any Wicked Tuna shows, which one would you have a beer with first? right now whatever right now yeah right now on the captains um probably tj <laughs> <laughs>
2: um i don't know i couldn't really say it. i mean i i i i would have it all probably any one of them it's 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 a hard decision you know some hey listen man i i, I ain't lying to you when i you know when uh when dot com kind of screwed us a couple of years back with uh with that fippenies because we found them fish there man you know we you know i made tj move from one spot said, so let's go to this phippany's man we're sitting here we ain't doing nothing we got there and we found him and they were biting and you know we come in with i think four and tj's he's a good soul man he's not like me you know so he told dave you know to go to i, I would have never done that in a million years ago and you know he goes there and and, and you know we call him all nothing's happening because we were up on plats you know trying to we caught a fish and we we're trying to there was no bait at phippany's why the fish were there i have no idea but there was no bait and we were catching bait and planning on going. And he's like, nah, don't bother coming, you know. And then the guy comes in with four, you know. So I'm like, no, that really put a bad taste in my mouth. So there was he's a, probably the best guy I want to have to
1: be. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. There was an episode way back, season something. I don't even know what TJ's feet were hurting him. It was a while ago, five or six. And, and Dave, comes on, the, yeah, Dave yeah. comes on the boat, right? And he was scoping out the boat, man. Come on, that that takes a lot of, you know what I mean? Come on your boat, checking your stuff. That was uh, one.
2: He's done some wild shit over the years. I don't want to get into it, but he's been—he's been—he's uh, been pretty tricky.
1: I had him on the show. I think it was last week. So uh, I think he—he he turned a little bit on the okay side. He's getting kind of cool with me. I don't know how it plays out when he's captain, but that's we we'll have to watch Sunday nights. You know, we, we'll save that for Sunday nights. Right? You know what I mean? Uh, this is—you're on top of the leaderboard, coming off a catch with this guy right next to you, Dan the Man. What? Yeah. It, let me ask you, Dan. Come on up. Let's, what, what is what is it about these tuna fish that you enjoy? I see you jump on the boat. What makes it so fun? For, how old are you, 12, 13?
3: I'm 13.
1: What makes it so fun for a 13-year-old kid, man?
3: It's just so fun hanging out with family on the boat. And it's like, it's the wait and the anticipation. It's like you're just waiting for that bite. And as soon as you hook up and the rod starts screaming and everything. And once you see that fish and how big it is and how, like, beautiful it is, you just, like... I don't know, it just blows, it's blows
1: like, your mind out. It's like an adrenaline, like the rush, and you yeah, that's your thing. Now, I remember you coming on the shows, and you wanted to really get hooked up, and you wanted to try, and, you know, your uncle and grandpa are like, ah, wait, because the money of these fish are outrageous. But when you get finally hooked up to it, what that feel like, that moment, the same way?
3: Yeah, I was really excited, because, like, I, of course, I want to reel it in because it's such a cool experience. And watching them reel it in, it's like they don't make it look easy, but they have so much experience over the years, and it just looks so fun. And when I grow up, I just want to be the captain of the boat.
1: <laughs> he will be. He will be the captain of the boat. So, TJ, watch out. Maybe you can. I apologize about the co owner part of the Hot Tuna. I had to make a statement. <laughs> he is the owner of the Hot Tuna boat. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: what I was talking Question, right. where'd the co-owner come from? But, uh, uh you know, some, well, TJ reminds me that, you know, all day, you know, that someday, uh, it's got, uh you know, it's going to be his anyway. So I guess, but I really wasn't planning on getting into the, the, into the box, uh, too early. you know. But, uh, yeah, that's funny. Debbie, Debbie always, uh, likes to give him a little dig there, you know, cause I always say that, you know, the check hasn't cleared yet, TJ. So.
3: That's, but,
1: That's funny.
2: That's too funny. Yeah, it's good. Now, TJ's very good uncle. He's good to, to uh, Dan and the, and the, and to my granddaughters. And it's uh, you know, you know, it's 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 been a great ride. Like I said, you know, Dan, uh, you know, we never really forced fishing on him. I would never do that. But he he just took to it and loves it. And you know, at our dock, even in Broad Channel, we will be fishing off that. Or he's he's got his own whale. That he goes out on the uh, Cuckoo Moll in there. So yeah. he goes out, you know, fishing Jamaica Bay and you know catches all kinds of stuff. And then. You know, I'll go up in our house in. you know, we have a house in Gloucester now we bought a couple of years ago, so he'll fish up there. So it's been something that he, it, it, you know, he's been passionate about. He, he, he took to it great. And like I said, I didn't force it on him. He, you know, he, 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 he'd fish more than I would right now. He just loves, he loves to fish. He's down. There's a pier down here called White Street Pier. He's on there all the time fishing or I just got my flats boat back. Cause they, they had a little issue with that. The Marina kind of screwed up a couple of things, which they fixed. So that we just got that back. So he'll start using that again. And, uh, It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's in the blood, man. It's just one of those things we love to do, you know I mean? People like to play golf. People like to do other things and, you know, we're we're fishermen and that's, that's what we do.
3: That's
1: what you do, man. You do it on Sunday nights, 9 p.m., new episodes. And I think the season's coming to an end, what, 16 episodes or 17? I'm not even sure.
2: Yeah, it's getting close. It's It's getting getting close. This is my full, my full first season. You know, well, obviously, um, most people notice Michael's not been, hasn't been on the boat because, uh. Of a knee injury that's been been plaguing him pretty bad and um the one and, and another knee injury on top of that so you know he's had both of them repaired now so he's doing some physical therapy and stuff so i don't know if he's going to make this summer's show either so the show asked me to step up and you know would i fill in his shoes because I, I would always fish it here or there with him you know because obviously i'm have businesses in new york besides uh, fishing and so i fished the full season this year and uh, i think you guys are going to like the results
1: so who who who's cooking on the boat then? When he's when you know Michael's not on the boat, who's cooking? Because I know he's the <laughs> chef, right?
2: Uh, we don't have a problem there. Somebody always steps up to cook something, you know. But fortunate enough this year, um, you know, we were able to fish. Uh, you know, it's a one-day limit, and we didn't have to spend too many nights out there, so we were, it wasn't too much. Uh, you know, dinner being cooked. Let's say you know we, we were almost in by dinner time most of the time, so. Okay. Uh, so Debbie got to step up there and uh, have dinner ready for us at the house when we got back. So, you know, you know, when the back in the day when we were fishing way offshore and it was, you know, three fish, four fish, five fish. We'd stay out for a few days. So that was when Michael was uh, at his best, though, old chef Azar. Yeah, and,
1: uh,
2: yeah. you know, you know, actually, if you see Jared, Jared put the chef Azar hat on fighting yeah. the fish one time. So it was a uh, that was a pretty good episode, too. So, you yeah, you know. How'd you yeah, guys... So we ain't that small. Jarrett's a small guy on the boat, so the, 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 the chunkier guys
1: are doing okay. They, they, they'll they be all right. You, know? you guys are like camels, man. You guys will stay good for a couple of days in, in the desert. I got you. Uh, the thing, how'd you guys meet Jarrett now? Jarrett's a good friend. He's part like the family. TJ, it's, it's like family, you guys. How did uh, Jarrett get involved with the uh, Hot Tuna?
2: Jarrett got involved with the Hot Tuna down here in Key West. He um, t- Him and TJ you know, became good friends and... Um, we had a we had another guy that was fishing with us from down here that um, he didn't work out too well. Um, so then the following year, you know, Jared, you know, said, you know, I'd like to try it, you know, because Jared was a pretty avid fisherman. And so we said, all right, listen, you know, great, you know, we had two other guys actually down here that would fish with us, um, and uh, they, they just didn't stay that long. And Jared just loved it, you know. He just, you know, he the guy's the guy's an animal, man. You know, he's just. He just nonstop, you know. If he ain't cleaning and fixing stuff, and you know, he's got everything put proper prop. You know, he cleans so good, put stuff away that we can't find it. You know, you know. and then you ask, you ask him, and he gets. Sometimes he gets annoyed because you know, you know, he'll just run over and get it like, well, you know, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm not kidding you. You put everything away so good, we don't know where you put it. You know, so uh, and then once you know, once the rod bends, the guy's just, you know, he, he's 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 into it, man. He's you know he's our boy man you know he's he's you know he's part of the family his family's part of our family uh the peshivashowskis are great people his mom and dad are you know you know awesome and his sisters and you know and you know jared is you know he's just jared man a guy you know he got engaged this year which i mean if you look at that that show like we were blown away because you know, if you knew jared you know he just it was, it was he's jared so i mean when he told us that it's great felicia's a, fantastic she's a really nice girl man i'm so happy for the both of them and uh i mean I, ho- I hope the guy stays with us forever and i know you know he's he's getting antsy he's probably ready to get on his own and get his own boat but until that day man you know he's he's always got a spot on the hot tuna
1: yeah you. that would be nice if he went somewhere else that would be hard shoes to fill man right Right. You guys must get applications all the time, right? You're looking for a first mate? Oh, well, he's ready to go. You're right. Dan the man. Step right in. But the way, you got way, mate and a groom in there, man. The way, you know? yeah. So right now you can slide right in. You got one on the uh, the injury reserve. Right now we have a knees. Perfect time to slide right in, Dan, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, if Jared sticks around a few more years and Dan will be ready. You know, the one show when we did hook that double and we had to throw the rod in, I was in the back of the boat and I let him fight that one in the back for a while until T J got situated up there and, you know, did a catch and release on our fishing rod and uh,
1: That was amazing. I mean I'm <laughs> come on cut on you. That's the number one highlight of all of the Katuna. He actually T J throws catches two and then throws his rod in. Oh man, that that's yeah. like whew. Yeah, we hooked doubles, you know, plenty of times before but just
2: never had two go such such far ways in the opposite direction where we had to do that and uh that was the decision you know, to let it go, and uh, so he was fighting the one in the back for a while while we were trying to get situated. And uh, you know, so you know, he got a chance to pull on and the show. Didn't show it much because you know they, they they got to cut it and, and play. You know, obviously it was more important to play the rod going over than you know. So, but he'll he'll get his day and you know he'll get his day to shine. You know, he's you know he's fighting them you know, more and more. So he tell,
1: he tail rap one. He, he did it. He did yes. it. you no, did, no, he did it. You did a lot more he, than he, I ever did in my life, man.
2: No, he's a good set of hands on a boat. I mean, you know, he's 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 all over it. You know, I mean, um, this year, last summer, nobody knows because it's not on the show, obviously. But him and my uh, my brother-in-law, Chris, who was big on the show, Uncle you know, Uncle Spike, Uncle Chris, um, they caught a 16 pound fluke in Jamaica Bay.
1: Wow!
2: So, which is like huge. That's a big fluke. I mean, you know, nice ten man. pounds and 16 was amazing. So. So he had a net it with Chris, and which is people think that's so you know, easy, but netting a fluke is not an easy thing. For so, you know, fluke can swim backwards, so if they get that thing in the net and they got it—that's awesome. Six, yeah, sixteen pound fluke is very respectful. So it's it's extremely respectful. You know, so
1: you can put that right in front of the door when you come in, right on the floor, exactly. man. You wipe your feet with that before you come yeah. in, man. I see you holding up the the tails of the tuna. He's 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 full. He's in, man. He's he's that's it. It's in his blood here. Uh, Ellen Ellen Miller says, what's up? I have so many people asking questions. Uh, what was it? Uh, does Does Debbie go up to uh, Gloucester with you guys? That was one question I saw coming oh, in. Oh, yes. Of going course. To the, to the beginning. I would stay in Key West, but you guys can, I don't know, I'll stay down there. It seems like it's very nice down there. I went down there many, many years ago. I mean, This is going back. I don't even know what. We drove to the end and you were able to see Cuba from the tip of it. Like you could see, and it was a museum. The Ribley's, believe it or not, was there. Yeah, is it still there? Ripley's is here,
2: you know. Uh, what's his name? Uh, or, you know, Hemingway was here. He was a big presence in Key West, so his his house is still here, which is a very big tour spot. And uh, there's a lot, you know, a lot of you know, a lot of uh, history down here in Key West, you know. And, but just you know, yeah, what's that, buddy?
3: The museums. I'll say him. Uh, the Mel Fisher museums on there.
2: Yeah, he's got a Mel Fisher coin on there, so that's a that's from the atrocia that they found years ago. That was sank in the 17 i think 1600s and they found it and it was covered with coins and mel fisher had to fight the you know the florida government to, you know to, to have the right to um, extract all the all, all the gold and, and silver off it. you know we had to make a deal with the you know with florida but you know he did it and so there's a lot of good history down here in key west and great fishing you know but like again back to the point of debbie staying you know summers <laughs> are extremely hot down here so yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. obviously you know Gloucester glass is beautiful it's a beautiful town we have a really really nice house up there on on what they call the anasquam river which is really you know we love it so i mean we, we get really excited to go back there now and, and spend some time up there and uh, and you know fish and so you know we, i've been blessed with with a pretty good life i mean god's been good to us and you know and uh and business wise and, and fishing and family so you know you know we're, we're, we're pretty lucky so uh I'm glad we get to enjoy it, and I'm really looking forward actually to getting back to Gloucester. Probably, we're probably going to go in the next couple of weeks, two, three weeks, you
1: know? Uh, I can't wait until everybody gets back to normal. We get the normal routine. I don't know if it would ever be totally normal. You were homeschooled, Dan, right? How, how was that for you? Different, right?
3: Yeah, it's very different because um, with this virus going around, we're not allowed to hang out with any friends, really. And it's like, down here, if you can't go out and hang out with friends, it's like, it's not that fun. So I kind of miss school.
1: Uh, so you're on the dock, you're, you're hanging, doing your homework on school, and cause my son is 11, he's doing homeschooling, and it's tough because the interaction with kids, you want to play, man, you want to hang out, you want to fish together. I remember doing having baseball catch or whatever you guys do. Uh, Fishing-wise, what down in the Keys, what kind of fish? Because I live in Rockaway now. Now, you've totally different fish than you got down in the Keys. What do you like to catch on the pier?
3: Um, So I like catching black rivers. But there's not that many, so you gotta like kind of get lucky or find their holes under the rocks. But you really just catch uh, snappers and modern snappers and stuff.
1: And do you take them home? Do you cook them up and stuff like that? Do you like eat fish?
3: Oh yeah, I like eating snapper a lot. Uh-huh. He's a good cook. You're-
2: Believe it or not, not dumb. He you know he he'll make he'll, he'll bring up a recipe on the computer and he'll follow it you know verbatim and yeah he, he's a very oh. good cook. You know. He'll a- fillet it you know catch it fillet it and cook it so. He's uh, you know, he's, he's, he's all about it, man. He's, he's, you know, he's got to figure it out.
1: It's a, it's a totally different world. These kids are so advanced. I don't know if it's YouTube ingredients, man. I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to touch of stove at all, man. You know, different <laughs> times now, uh, But uh, I have somebody on here that said uh, the captain and the future captain of Hot Tuna. That that is, I love it. I just love it. I just love that you love to, you're following it. Not following in their footsteps. You're creating your own footsteps. And that's even better, man. You're going out there fishing. Stuff that, say, Grandpa didn't fish when he was younger as a kid. So, you're well, well well-rounded, well-rounded fisherman. I hope that you guys hit the leaderboard this year. And that would be awesome. You guys got to win. I know you can't. I'm trying to sneak a little bit out. (laughs) you can't do that. Because Pilgrim would be very upset with us. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. i will be
2: getting some phone calls. But no, it's it's tight. It's a tight race to the end, man. And uh, it's, you know, it's, everyone's catching them. And it's, it's 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 a good competition. It's a really good competition.
1: You know? I love the show, man. I can't get enough of it. I just uh, tune in Sunday nights and I watch you lay at the pump with the pineapples. Do you really want to take a pineapple aboard? Do you really believe in that stuff? Uh, No, no I'm not a big pineapple guy, no. Because I've seen, seen, I am not a big pineapple guy either, but if it works for Tyler, it works. Well, let me have one question, and I I hate to bring up anybody's relationships, but I got to bring it up. TJ (laughs) is dating somebody from the Pinwheel. And I think it's kind of serious because one episode, I heard him say the L word to her, right? And it was during an episode. I'm like, okay, they're serious than I thought they were. When you first found out, what was it like when you first heard that he was dating Marissa? Well, you know... Uh, TJ's forty years old, so I can't Oh, no, uh, I know. I'm saying that's show purposes wise. You know, I'm a little bit, no, no, I'm just but... saying that that's my point. I'm <laughs> yeah, getting to you yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. if that's that's what he wants to go in, in in that direction, that's fine. Yeah, I, yes. I i don't have a problem with her You know, she's never done nothing wrong to me. Um Tyler, on the other hand, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you, I'm not a big fan. Um, you know, he's just uh it's been some things over the years that uh, I you know I, I haven't really liked and um uh, it's just one of those deals, you know. I mean, he, he don't he don't really mess with me too much, uh, you know, so I don't but uh it's, you know, if, if I, you know, if I don't have a relationship, or I don't have to deal with the kids, you uh, know. <laughs> I'm fine with that, man. That's so uh, that's fine, you know. Oh,
1: I love it cuz it plays out for excellent TV, man. It, re- it really <laughs> does. Really. I wouldn't mess with you uh t- Tim. I wouldn't mess with you either, man. You look like You know what I mean? You could turn it around. I wouldn't worry. No way. No way. Fishing, okay, now besides tuna, because I know that tuna is the show, what fish do you like to fish, and where's your best, you know, place to fish? For fun, I mean, rec- recreational fishing. Um. Yeah,
2: probably here, you know, Key West. You know, we've, uh, we have we had a good catch of blackfin tunas, but blackfin's are smaller tunas, uh, like a big one's 30 pounds, but we go out behind what they call the shrimp boats out there, where the shrimp boats are on anchor, and they're, what they, cook, they do is they pick the heads off the shrimp or, or, or dress them, and, and they have a lot of bycatch that they're shoveling over all day long, or well, let's say all morning long, and um, the tunas get in there right behind the boats. So we run in behind the boats and um, start chumming, you know, and then you know, hopefully the black fins will come up. A lot of times it's a, it's albacore, you know, and uh, and and, uh, and black fins, so you got to try and weed through them and try and get a bait in front of a black fin, you know. So, you know, I we, I really enjoy that because it's almost like Blue Planet. You know, you're visually seeing the fish that you're trying to catch, wow. you know. And then, uh, you know, then you got offshore, you got sails, you got mahis. If you want a bottom fish, you got like Dan said, black groupers, which are always fun and a great eating. Um, you know, mutton mutton fishing is great. You know, that's always a good fish. And then there's yellowtail, you know, yellowtail snappers, which are very good eating also, which. So down here, there's a, you know. When you hook a fish down here it's hard you really don't know what you have on at the time you know what i'm saying where let's say in new york where yeah. if you stripe a fish and you, your chances are probably either going to catch a stripe or a bluefish. you know and, and they fight kind of different so you you will know you know usually a blue fish will jump and you'll see him right away stripe will fight you know a certain way so uh you know it's uh, you know down here like i said it's a, it's um a, it's appropriate of different fish that you can catch and so we enjoy it now so if we ain't fishing up north usually we're down here i mean i striped bass fish for years i you know i fished in montauk we had a 75 pound striped bass on a boat you know, me and bob and a buddy of mine had just passed away this guy caveman bill rich and we missed the world record out there by one pound at the time so that's a big striped bass 75 pounds so so i've been lucky enough to be around some you know good fishermen and, and catching good fish so it's uh it's been you know so far you know. I'm going to be 60 next year, so it's been a good life, so. Absolutely, it's They're doing it for a
1: while, <laughs> so it, we'll see. It seems like the people you, you surround yourself around, fishermen, they're all inspirational on your life as a fisherman. You get a little bit of everything, I guess, from individual people, and that's kind of cool. Caveman just passed away, got, you know, rest in peace. I see that all over Facebook. Uh, that's, it's sad. Anybody passes away, it's sad. But I saw yeah. that in one of the fishing legends oh, of the rock, board. I mean, Channel, I should say.
2: Yeah, he was an icon, Bill. Bill was Bill was the kind of guy you could bring up and down the East Coast, and everyone remembered him. Everybody, they would always like actually like, where's that guy who used to come me that little guy? Because he was like he was like it, it looked like he walked under a pile driver, you know, because he was so he was like big and wide but short, you know. So it was just like you know, it looked like he was six six and he got squished down to five six. <laughs> so, but he was great, man. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Man, oh man, I, I, I miss him. I miss the guy a lot.
1: Let me see. Try to let me try to go to some of these messages. Just tons, tons of stuff here. Brian Fox says, "Hello to you from Rockaway." We got um, they yeah, fat uh, the fat tuna said they need Danny on their boat, so they want to try to <laughs> take him away somehow, or get him on the contract. But they want you. You don't leave family. You Stay, like they say, blood is thicker than water, right? Uh, yeah. well, Bob, Danny's having a girls. hard time. Uh, oh yeah, wow. You have a lot of girlfriends. I see. Danny, you have a lot of girlfriends. No, yeah, you're, you're a movie star, man. I mean, you're on the National Geographic Channel. People don't. You say people don't watch you. People know who you are. A lot more people than you think. That they, trust me. Uh, let's go through here. Um, any concerns about the market shutting down again? Uh, too many people catching fish. What do you think about that?
2: Um, yeah, a couple of concerns about that. I, I'm a little more concerned about COVID. You know how that's going to affect um, this. You know, us. You know, getting fish and selling them in. Uh, in japan i i i I heard right now there's a a, a deal where the buyers are not going to maybe buy fish from us guys until the middle of july wow. they're going to concentrate maybe with just the harpoon boats for that you know that point and and then buy from us so you know there's a there's a lot of stuff you know swirling around about how the how it's going to go down here this year so and uh, you know we got to see what's going to open you know i mean we're, we're pretty positive that we're going to be able to fish but you know at this point right now, there's nothing, you know, nothing really positive about, you know, what's going to go on as far as opening closures and restaurants and, you know, because there's a couple of restaurants up in the in in Gloucester, you know, Toto for instance, you know, they buy a bunch of fish, you know, a year and and cook them and have them in there, you know, because their restaurants, you know, he's Anthony's got three restaurants up there and you know, he, you know, so he'll buy a, you know, fish maybe every week or you know, every other week, you know, big fish, so. So it's going to be an interesting year as far as you know what the buyers are going to do and you know what the what COVID is going to do to us.
1: Right, so yeah, that's the whole thing. No one knows. I know the beaches are going to open, not going to open. My son is a lifeguard, going on four years, and all of a sudden he has to do CPR like as of yesterday. you know what I mean? So hopefully that's a good sign where beaches can open up. Maybe we can stand. It. Well, you know we're living up here. This is ground zero, Rockaway, the peninsula, Queens this is like you guys stay down there as long as you can stay down there away from us i don't mean to yeah, say anything like well, we, but- we plan on that okay. you know, i
2: think like i said we're going to go right from here to gloucester i don't i think we're going to circumvent uh, new york <laughs> this year you know this summer and just go right there and i'll come back down like i said i got to come down for business but uh but i think you know, it's just going to be the, the, the house in gloucester is a pretty much of a compound so we could just hang out there and you're more than welcome to come up, Parker. You want to bring the family up there? I, I,
1: I think I have to take a, your word on that one. Take a long man, ride up there. Question, we got oh, we got so, plenty room up there. So I'll go in with you, and then I'll hang out with uh, Paul, and then I'll catch all the fish. But yeah, Dan, meet all the boys. But, yeah. but I want Dan. I want to fish with him first. Anybody? I want to rub. I want to rub his head and like that good luck charm. Catch some fish. I got a Bobby Russell. Says my brother Tim. So I don't know.
2: Bobby Russell's a long, long time friend. Great guy, man. Great guy. Okay, so like, Survives, some dramatic stuff a couple of years ago. His wife was sick with heart issues and that poor guy had a massive heart attack in in the room, trying to, to, to have his wife operated on and, and the guy surviving. The Russell family, I, I mean, man, I know him a long time since I'm a little boy. We all grew up in Broad Channel. I'm, I'm like I said, gonna be 60 soon and 60 years in Broad Channel and uh, a lot of years with the Russell family. I went to school with his brother Danny for years and uh, they're great people. God bless you, Bob.
1: You went to Beach Channel High School, man. That's like something that.
2: Stanley, yep, I played for the Dolphins. I did four years of high school football there, and uh, yeah, I went there when it first opened. It was a great school. Great school. We had, a, we had. A, a, I mean, between you know, go, finishing school, going to Allen's Deli, get a sandwich, go down to Boardwalk, go body surfing, and go to football practice and repeat the next day. And you know, my dad had a body shop in Rockaway, so I had to go there and work. And yeah, we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of history in uh, Rockaway Broad Channel. You know?
1: What position did you play football?
2: I played um, on offense. I played center and uh, and guard. And on defense, I was uh, inside linebacker.
1: Did you guys win any championships the the years you
2: were there? We won a year. We we were three three and a half years undefeated.
1: Wow, that's like that's like back then, because and now it's like twenty five schools in one little building. I don't even know what the schools are anymore. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. different up here now. Now your boys—they both went to Catholic school, right? Because I think what school Mike went to—Zabarri, right? Zabarri, oh, in, in, in Brooklyn, everybody seems to love that school. That's a popular yeah, school. Yeah, it's a
2: great school. They had a good. Uh, they, well, Mike and TJ were more hockey players. I wasn't a hockey player. You know, I mean, we didn't really have hockey when I was a kid, young kid. You know, I mean, the only time we played hockey is when Jamaica Bay froze, and we went out there, and I don't even know if you want to call it hockey. But, but
1: did the boys, the boys, ever play on that pond in the back? I know they, call, oh, it, they oh. call it the pond. My mom would have killed me if she found me on that thing.
2: Yeah. Oh, they played on the pond a lot. Yeah. That was they some. They played on the on the canals and then they, like I said, they played in uh, Abe Stock. I mean, Abe Stock was a big spot for us to go to and, and play hockey. You know, over in uh, Coney Island. So um, and then they played, like I said, roller hockey. You know, uh, for the Rockies, the Barracudas, and it was, uh, you know, yeah. So hockey was a big presence as I, you know, as my my boys grew up. You know.
1: Yeah, because I know that Rockaway loves their roller hockey, especially when I was growing up as a kid. Not as much anymore, but when we were growing up, it was very popular roller hockey. Yeah, and it we, was extremely popular. We I had our up. we had our Rockaway versus Board Channel games, and over by yeah. uh, what's that? What's the station called? No Road. We would set the can. They would have a net. and We would play against Broad Channel, Mike Bar, Matty Conk, oh, yeah. and the yeah.
2: Hattings. Okay. They, they actually started it, but Mike Barr and his gang and. Uh, um, Wagner and who else? A whole bunch of them. They, you know, and then they, they actually, you know, weaned them, you know, my boys, into it. And, you know, they would kick their butt and <laughs> make a play. You know, they played down at the park and they played, like you said, down by the station. We finally built a rink in uh, down by um, 20th Road there that they played for a while. And, you know, you guys had the rink over in Rockway uh, where we used to play on uh, what was that 109? Yeah, to two, uh, PS
1: 225. And uh, I remember they, TJ. They both,
2: by the boardwalk, and you know, it was a lot of good years, man. It was, I mean, it was it was enjoyable, and they had great teams, man. They, they would win the division every year, and amazing games, you know. I mean, so it was just it was
1: it was, it was great memories, you know, great memories. Right? I just missed all the people, the family, and everything. It was like a it was like a rocket. I told kids play for the Rockies. It was such a a family type thing. You guys come down with hot chocolate. This one bring this. It was good oh, times yeah. and, and memories yeah. of traveling to Queens. And seeing some crazy Queens families be played against. And, you know, like, things going crazy in the stands. It was, it was a wild, wild, wild times. But, uh,
2: i saw some of the biggest fights in, in <laughs> stock in, in, the, in, the, in the stands that I've ever
1: seen. I mean, the parents were insane. And I'm sure that the yachts were pretty quiet. I'm sure that happens. But uh, I, I appreciate you guys, you know, taking the time on Facebook, uh, you know, hanging out with me and stuff like that. I'd love to do it again towards the end. Of hopefully you guys are be crowned and you guys can, you know, shake up the, what is it, seltzer and spray it all over. Because not, it's not champagne, because Dan the Man's got to have some seltzer on him. Uh, I do appreciate you hanging out, man, and hanging okay. out with me. I really do. And uh, maybe I'll go through one more. Let's see. One more. Let's see we got here. Bob Russell, he brought something. Uh, I'll try to go through everybody. Uh, I think there was a Danny Kirk says hello to you guys. That's his buddy, man. Oh, so you, Dan, Dan, you know the the, the son, Danny Kirk, the young. Yeah, uh, they you, are best buddies. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, my son goes to school with him at Scholars, so they're in the same class. So he's a little Jacoby, twelve, um, in August. So yeah, he's about the same age, man. Got to teach my son how to catch them fish, man, because I can't teach him because I can't catch them. So I appreciate it. Look for the new episode Sunday night at nine o'clock, and hopefully. You know, Hot Tuna is on top because I'm a Hot Tuna fan, man. I don't care about any other boats. Sorry, Paul and everybody else. This is my guys right here, hometown Hot Tuna. Thank you so much for tuning in, man. Thank you. Well, thank you, bro. All right, we'll do it again. And definitely do it again. Hopefully, All when right. I say okay. when I say three o'clock, we're gonna start at three o'clock. And now <laughs> we can go. We can go listen
2: to Louie, Louis, Louis Mole DJ. That's my. That's our. That's our next move. actually Debbie's teething at the bit here. We're trying to keep. It okay. Tidy. Okay.
1: Goodbye. We're going to Louis. Take care. All right. Brother. All right.
0: Thank. you, Debbie and everybody. Thank you.
1: All right. Cool. Look good.
0: Thanks for listening to Buck the System next time buck Gritano will do it all again and we hope you'll join us for the ride in the meantime you can reach out to us at buck the system podcast at gmail.com with questions comments suggestions we'd love to hear from you our email address again is buck the system podcast at gmail.com we'll see you
3: next time on buck the system